Yes, I recall a huge spike after Valentine's Day, huge spikes after long holidays, huge spikes after Christmas. Anytime a husband was forced to spend time with his wife, that would usually result in huge spikes in Ashley Madison traffic the day after. Amika, that might be the bleakest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it did cause me to pause and like say, wow, but it, it, it was the truth. Spikes are spikes. But 20,000 people were signing up for Ashley Madison every day. Amiku and his colleagues could see the spikes, but they couldn't know the stories. After a year working at Ashley Madison, Amika started to notice some strangeness inside the office. There was certain departments in which I was not even allowed to enter. So, oh, really? There were like rooms that you weren't allowed to go in. Yeah, it would be like, what are you doing here? What's, what's going on? He began to feel disillusioned, marginalized. I, I, I figured that my, my time there had, had expired and uh, I felt that uh, there was no room for growth anymore. So it was, it was at that point where I realized, okay, you know what? I better get going. And so Amika quit. A month passed. And then came the tornado. Well, my name is Marissa, and we are in the Courtyard Apartments at New Orleans Baptist Seminary uh, College School. <laughs> it, seems such a, it seems such a quiet and peaceful place. It's funny to think that just a few months ago, something really terrible happened here. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> so New Orleans Baptist Theology Seminary Answering God's Call. That's the slogan, Mom, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's our motto. That's where you learn to perform funerals. I was being given a tour of the place by four of its students, Marissa, Cassie, Brittany and Taylor. The two most misleading words in the name New Orleans Baptist Seminary are New Orleans. Bourbon Street and Frenchman Street are only a 15-minute drive away, but students never go there except on organised visits to proselytise to the sex workers. Is Cassie. When I came to this school and I felt like there was a weird vibe, it's like you're in New Orleans, but you're on this campus that's completely secluded by gates. You have all these Christians here, but they, and I have to be careful because I can be judgmental too, um, but I just had a hard time dealing with the lack of community here. And just this, it's a very, Taylor and I call it a pleated environment. By pleated, I mean like pleated pants. It's like everyone's very pleated. I had a hard time when I got here because I was taking it all in. I was observing this whole culture and I'm like, ew, no, 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 no. Tell me more about the pleatedness. What, in what ways does it manifest itself? The pleated environment is the environment that is so concerned with presentation, with being polite, with being meek, with being soft-spoken, especially if you're a woman. And you come here and you do what you're supposed to do, and you worry about theology. You may not have social skills, but that doesn't matter. You just know what the Word of God says, but it doesn't matter how you relate to people. And you do this, and you do this, and it's clean, and it's not messy, and blah. I was talking with Cassie in the kitchen of Marissa's campus apartment. Her friend Taylor was here too. Once you go to this college, what do you all end up being, being church ministers? Well, Southern Baptists, they believe that only men can be like lead pastors. 
That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you should switch to a different type of religion. Okay. Because God can lead us out. Let's pray. This Father, is the sound of a lead pastor, John Gibson, 56 years old, husband of Christy, father of Trey and you Callie. Are with us, whether it's daylight or whether it's dark. What's the first memory that comes into your head when you think of him? Oh, of course, yeah. He would introduce himself as um, John the Baptist, the ugliest bald-headed preacher you'll ever meet. If one person today is under a cloud of darkness, I pray that you shall show them your light. I ask this in Jesus' name. He always wore hats. Every time he introduced himself, he'd lift up his hat. Like, they needed to be able to see that he was bald-headed. For his children, uh, for us, he had secret songs that he would sing for me. And he so he'd in incorporate my name into songs and just um, he'd sing them and do little dances. Which songs would he insert your name into? Oh. <laughs>